Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. So today we have Offer Your Bexel with us today. How are you, Offer? Very well. Thank you for asking me. Yes, thank you for being with us. And please just tell us what is Peppery and what is it? What does your company do? Peppery is a frog, but uh, <laughs> but the company is not a frog. It's a actually a Peruvian uh, from Peru frog uh, species, but. Uh, we are doing a B2B commerce, all the different options for B2B commerce, including B2B e-commerce as well as traditional commerce. Okay. And so why that name then for that sort of company? Uh, it's a funny story and it's too lengthy, but if I'll summarize it, we used to have a different name. We started with a different uh, vision. We changed it to what we are doing today. The previous vision was completely different and the name was around the vision. So I decided that this time, the name will say nothing. It should only sounds right. Okay. <laughs> sound, sounds nice without having a meaning because you don't want to be bound to a specific vision, especially as a small startup company. You want to have the ability to change things and then you don't want to change your name every day. Mm-hmm. Well, the name means nothing uh, in relationship to what we are doing. I mean. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is kind of the pros and cons? Like, so you said the pros, obviously, so you're not bound to anything when it comes to a name as a small business. But is it ever like confused consumers then or customers to know what your business is about or kind of gives you maybe flexibility to just pop out and you're this whole different brand? Or how does what do you think for that? I think you touched on it very mm-hmm. nicely. Uh I think peppery in that respect, you need to find a positive connotation. So mm-hmm. we found that it's a, a frog. A frog can only leap forward. Frog cannot walk backwards. I like that. Okay. And uh, this is uh, by nature, and it's true what I'm saying. It's not just a marketing slogan. <laughs> frog can only move forward. Mm-hmm. And this is what we are helping our customer to do, move forward with their uh, sales vision and sales technology. So you just need to find the right connotation and apply it and then mm-hmm. be consistent around it. And this is what we are trying to do. I love that because, like you said, then you can change it to different things, but it's all about moving forward, and that can mean a lot of different things in different ways. Yeah, exactly. And so you mentioned there was a vision before. So how did you get into having Peppery now? What was that journey like and those decisions to switch things up? Uh, the previous vision, we were able to uh, to really to develop the product, but then uh, when we met the market. Unfortunately, we realized that there are many political constraints, if I may call it conflict, actually, of interest between the different users of the system. And it was too complicated, required too much effort to educate the market around it. Okay. While portion of our solution, which apply to salespeople in the industry that we are dealing with right now, which is consumer goods, mainly consumer goods, uh, really liked it. And it was unique back then to them because we started with mobility, 
mobility back then, 2009, 2010, 2011, beginning of the iPhone, iPads, uh, were just starting really to get into business as a common thing and not very, uh, because before that it was very rigid. Mm -hmm. Mobility was really built specifically uh, for uh, businesses and was not the common thing like it is today. So suddenly we had a breakthrough with the sales technology for mobile salespeople. Mm -hmm. And we say, if this is working for us much faster and we do not need to educate the market, the market is coming to us, let's go for it big time. And this is what we did in 2012, like three years into the business. Okay, okay. So kind of avoided a little bit, too much of a learning curve, it sounds like, and just like I said, a little bit quicker (laughs) rather than having to teach everyone. Exactly. It's less of a learning curve. It's just uh, go with your market versus try to educate. Right. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, the flip side of it is that the market really needed it. And we knew there will be tons of competition mm-hmm. and it will be harder to, con- to differentiate ourselves as, uh, as we move more into the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we were well aware of this risk mm-hmm. and, decided to take the risk. And so it sounds like you definitely have the experience of having to pivot and go with different changes and everything. So how has it been dealing with sales during these current circumstances that we're facing in our world today? So we started with B2B technology for consumer goods uh, for salespeople. Mm-hmm. And this was 2012, more or less. Came up with an iPad app. And it worked very well for us because back then it was very innovative to have an iPad app working offline native for salespeople on the go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was great. But then in 2014 and 15, we realized that in order to uh, survive and grow and not to be be too much of commodity, commoditize and compete on price, Mm -hmm. we really need to expand our vision uh, to provide a solution that is way more scalable, a solution that can work on any device, not just on iPad, mm-hmm. not just on iOS, uh, and a solution that will take all the B2B facet, uh, sales facet, and not just uh, reps on the road. Uh, take all these into account. We, did, we basically threw the product again to the garbage, and I'm mm-hmm. not exaggerating, and developed it again with a mm-hmm. new infrastructure. Uh, this was 2014 and 15. And portion of this solution back then was B2B commerce, mm-hmm. which is a completely different story than the sales rep on the road. Right. But it is also a necessity. In 2018, we decided to put the majority of our resources on it. Mm. In end of 2019, the last two quarters, we released great upgrades to our B2B commerce as a result of more than one year of development before that. And this is exactly when COVID were eating us, beginning of 2020. So we had exactly then the right timing to have a great B2B Mm commerce solution. And this is exactly what the market needed. Now for our customer to migrate or to expand more than migrate, to expand from reps on the road to a full platform providing both the reps on the road that could not work during the COVID and the B2B commerce that was booming mm-hmm. uh, was very simple because uh, we have the a solution like ours requires 
integration to the back office, to the ERP. I hope I'm not cursing you with these words. <laughs> but, you know, uh, enterprise resource planning, mm -hmm. meaning mm -hmm. the system where you run your business. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you requires integration. So the integration was already there. Uh, you need to have all your customer, your pricing, your business policies, and all that is already embedded in Peppery. We just need to expose it to the B2B commerce. Got it. Mm -hmm. Instead of a project of six months with a lot of customization, you just uh, open a switch in Peppery if you already have the reps with us. And it's a process of one to two weeks. Wow. Okay. And we had tons of customers converting finally. Before COVID, we were trying to persuade them to do that. And they were saying, no, uh, our advantages are around the reps. Yeah. It will go to B2B commerce and our competitor will continue to sell with reps, giving more of a personalized sales process. It will be a disadvantage. And suddenly the COVID really pushed them over the edge. They mm -hmm. needed to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so for us, it was great. Yeah, it sounds like, too, people are going definitely more towards efficiency right now as well during these times. And now it's so that everyone that your company was the place to go then for that. Exactly. And so what do you see in the coming months and years then now that you see this shift, people are seeing the benefit of your company? Where do you see your company going, the growth that's to come? I think the market is starting to open. Mm -hmm. uh, we are seeing it. Actually, I'm from Israel. Okay. And in Israel, in Israel, the market is open now okay. uh, because we are all vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So uh, the market is starting to open, not just in Israel. Mm -hmm. And what we are seeing is uh, that uh, many of our customers are a bit confused mm -hmm. now that suddenly they need to find the right mixture between the B2B and the, e and the B2B commerce and the traditional sales processes. And I think what we will see in the next year or so is companies trying to optimize mm -hmm. their sales processes, finding the right balance. We are seeing more and more companies who are really building uh, a model, analytical model, in order to optimize it. And actually, the model is typically going according to different customer segments. Certain mm -hmm. customers with certain uh, criteria you might want to serve purely on B2B e-com. Other customer you want to serve only purely on traditional sales and with other segments you might want to find sort of a mixture mm -hmm. uh, from different uh, reasons, uh, which I can elaborate on, but it's, <laughs> I don't think we have the time to. But <laughs> I think what we are seeing is that the, comp the, the market will try to find each company the right balance between those different right, channels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so how do you kind of help with that, like you said, going to Defini, because we are running out of time slowly, but how do you kind of help those companies to find their fit if they don't know? There's the education portion. How do you kind of help those companies to know? The benefit of using Peppery is mm -hmm. that we are working in like 70 countries around the world with some of wow. the largest companies in the world, mm -hmm. uh, like Kimberly Clark, uh, with several channels, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Coke in Africa, <laughs> and uh, like uh, Dermalogica in California. Uh, so we are working with different companies, different places, uh, in different verticals. Mm -hmm. And we, we really see uh, sort of a global view right. on, uh, on what customers are doing. And we also have uh, the perspective of time. We can mm -hmm. see how they evolve. 
mm-hmm. throughout the, the, the we are in business now for like 12 years right so we see the evolution of their sales processes so we can really give them a lot of best practices and not just technology and really I mentioned the analytical models to optimize their sales actually we build some of them together with our customers okay each company needs a a different model for that it's not embedded into our product yet at least mm-hmm. but there's definitely a room to uh, to do a better job in optimizing the sales processes not just each individual sales process but really to find the right mixture and to define the strategy per per uh, customer segment mm-hmm. so you're really able to get like said feedback and advice and best practices based on actual an outlook, perspective, and experience, not just by guessing, which I'm sure yeah, is a lot of relief taking, to your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're taking parameters such as cost of visit, uh, I mean, physical visit, mm-hmm. uh, margin per visit, uh, and then average order size. And of course, you can also apply, and this is part of the best practices, mm-hmm. you can apply minimum orders type per order segment and blah, blah. So there's a lot of... Uh, parameters that you can play with mm-hmm. in order and actually define as part of your uh, way of operating mm-hmm. uh, in order to ensure because the goals of all those uh, customers of ours is profit uh, it's uh, a- and it's not good enough just to do business you need really to optimize your business to ensure mm-hmm. that you are making the enough profit from what you're doing. And actually one of the biggest problem in our field is uh, of our customer is that the margins are typically not too, too uh, high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, typically in fast moving items. So uh, if you are missing your, if, if your operation is not optimized, you might be doing a lot of business, mm-hmm. but you're not making money mm, and you exactly. might be even losing money. Okay. And so for our listeners who are interested in learning more about Peppery, where should they go for that information? Oh, it's easy. Uh, peppery.com. You just need to write pepper at the I at the end and then dot com. There you go. You'll find their case studies. You'll find their open API if you are techie and you really want to make your end dirty and it's open mm-hmm. and, and many resources there. Wonderful. Well, Akar, you're back. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and telling us about your journey with Peppery. We really enjoyed ha- having you today. Thank you very much for hosting me. Pleasure. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media, then go ahead and subscribe give us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.